Speakers Corner, Broadcast and Podcast. It's all good is a common contemporary phrase synonymous with saying chill out. However, the biblical necessity of being all good by God's standard should cause all sinners great concern in light of eternity. God is good. This ultimate truth is wonderfully good news for some, but terribly bad news for others. It really depends on where each individual is personally standing today in relation to God. Most people know that God is good, but as sinners, most people do not know that God's goodness is our greatest problem. If only God is all good, how can he not punish people for being bad? In this series, we're taking you in the studio and on the street with our outreach radio team to preach and teach the truth of God's goodness. Please also stay tuned until the end of the program when TCC radio host and local missions pastor Corey McKenna opens scripture in hope that God will help all sinners to see who he is and who they are in truth, maybe for the very first time. But now, let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi there, this is Chris with the Cross Current Radio and we are speaking with Bob. So, Bob, we are Spiritual Speakers Corner, a broadcast and podcast. Uh, Our show is called TCC Radio. So, we're doing a series right now. It's called It's All Good. It's a cliche that you hear people use. Uh, It's all good um, in in regards to maybe when something goes wrong and you correct a mistake and they say, hey, it's all good. But we're just asking people whether or not they believe that they're a good person or what does the word good mean. We use the term good in a lot of ways. Somebody asks us how our day is going, we say good, just automatically. And might not always be going good, but what do you personally think about um, whether or not you would class yourself as a good person? I think I certainly rate at the 75% mark here. Uh, I've done a few things probably that wouldn't be classified as good in my 77 years here. But uh, yeah, I try to be good as they say i try not to hurt anybody else or hurt the environment or uh yeah okay okay so what would your standard be for you know what's deemed good and what's deemed not so good well let's start with how you relate to people Um, i try not to hurt anybody uh, which means i minimize my gossip i guess if you say that with a smile Uh, i certainly don't go around uh, getting into fights punching people out uh I try not to do anything that will harm anybody else. Sometimes I harm myself, uh, but that doesn't count. But uh, no, I think that's, that's the first start. That's, that's the main point here, as far as I'm concerned, is that uh, you do no harm to anybody else. So would you consider yourself to be like a spiritual person? Do you have any uh, religious background? Uh, like what do you think in terms of the afterlife? What do you think happens after we die? Well, um, background, uh, I certainly went to my Sunday schools regularly, and uh, as long as I was at home with my, fam- my parents, uh, we went to church every Sunday. I guess, I guess we were believers, or we weren't devout, we weren't uh, there every day. We were certainly there on every Sunday, 
and we were dressed properly. Uh, as far as my belief right now, I guess I'm on the fence, and I should be thinking a little harder of this when I'm at my age, shouldn't I? I'm not. I'm an engineer by trading, so I, I kind of like my eyes dotted and my T's crossed. And I'm not completely convinced that there is an afterlife. One day I think that once you go, you go, and that's it. We better enjoy ourselves here. And the next day I'm out there and I'm looking at all those stars and everything up there wondering how they got there. And I do guess I get a little bit more religious that day and think there might be more to it. But no, I'm not an in-depth thinker that way. I, I guess maybe I'm going to find out soon. So do you think that you would be good enough to go to be with God in heaven after you died? Like you had, you had related to that, you know, you're, you're getting up in years and, and obviously it's, it's on our mind. Like we're not guaranteed to live forever. Nobody has, right? That includes me. That includes every, every single person I talk to. But do you think that you would, would be good enough to be with God in heaven? I like to think I have been. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything that I've done seriously bad over my lifetime that uh, would get me down to the other place. I've certainly used a few swear words, but I don't think that disqualifies you. I think being disqualified is is doing harm to your fellow man. That's uh, really what it's all about. I, I don't see things beyond that. Uh, if you've been good with your fellow man all your life, man and woman, by the way, uh, in this day and age, we got to be politically correct. I think that's the main thing. I really don't think he's concerned with how I had put my clothes on or whether I let the wrong word slip out of my mouth now and then. But if I lived up to the be good to your neighbor type of thing, I, I think I'd qualify. Okay. So where do you think that cutoff point is, you know, like whether someone is considered to be good enough or whether someone is considered to be not good enough or to be bad, if you were to put it that way? Oh, boy. A cutoff point. Uh... I, I think I, I keep going back to what I've said maybe twice now. Um, if you have deliberately, deliberately harmed your fellow man and done it consistently, knowingly, then I think that's definitely your uh, good candidate for going down the ladder instead of up the ladder. But I think even a forgiveness of somebody who's accidentally harmed somebody hasn't had it in their uh, mind or heart or whatever, you, whatever it is that they want to harm somebody. Uh, I think you're still going up the ladder. You, you still get a shot at it. So it's sort of like what I'm, what I'm gathering from you is if you've done to the best of your knowledge to be good to your fellow man and you haven't tried to do harm versus going out and intentionally doing harm, that's kind of where you'd see that's maybe going the other way is what, what I'm reading from you and what you're, what you're seeing. Yes, I think, that, I think you've got the point there. One more cold winter like this, though, and there might be a few of us who want to go down the ladder. I don't know. It's supposed yeah. to be warmer down there, isn't it? Well, here, here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize what hell is, if, if that's, I'm gathering, what you're referring to. And I was jokingly. I, I was trying to put a little levity into that. I, I, obviously, nobody's ever come back, so we don't know what it is. And I don't believe any of us know what it is. Don't know anywhere in any book that it's described. Uh, somewhere along the line, people have got this picture of fl flames and the man with the horns in his head. But I think that was created along with Winnie the Pooh and a few other things. But Okay, well, I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Do you mind if we go through a quick quiz to see whether or not, and I'm going to take the quiz with you, to see whether or not we would be classed as good people by God's standard. Hi, this is Chris with TCC Radio. We'll get back with Bob and I in a few, but first... Here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. 
Canada needs Christ. Will you prayerfully give to our great mission of airing and sharing? Airing, this outreach radio show further across Canada and equipping more churches in Canada to share Christ? If so, go to thecrosscurrent.com give and choose the giving option that's best for you. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel. So the first one is, is, do you think that lying is good? I think there is a point or a time when uh, a lie can be good. I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe somebody ex- trying to explain to a small child why their parents just were died or just were killed or something. Maybe it's not a deliberate lie, but maybe you uh, don't tell the entire truth. And somebody has told me if you don't tell the entire truth, that's the same as a lie. Uh, I, I think there are times when it's probably uh, better to tell a little lie to somebody than uh, than hit them over the head with a, a baseball bat. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go along with a small one. But in terms of telling lies to maybe cover up something we did wrong, have you ever done that? Yes, I'm afraid I have in uh, my younger days. And uh, I don't know about recently, I don't think so. I got a little braver recently. I kind of live up to my mistakes. Uh, But yeah, I have in my early days, out of sheer fear of losing my job or something, uh, I've fibbed. I've fibbed a lot. Yeah. You know what, to be honest with you, I've lied too. Now, what do we call someone who tells lies? I know it sounds kind of harsh when we put it in in that term, but basically I'm taking us through God's standard of what he considers to be good, right? And that would mean that we would never tell a lie. But what do we call someone who actually tells lies? If he does it deliberately for gain or whatnot, then uh, jokingly, he's a politician. Anyway, no, I, I guess, and I'm not even sure that's a big enough sin to disqualify you from heaven, um, telling a lie, uh, telling a lie that would harm another person, telling a lie that you got yourself backed up against the wall here because you did something and you're trying to scramble out of it. I don't think that's quite going to disqualify you but uh, if you're telling lies to be malicious about other people to harm them to uh, profit from your lies uh, then yeah probably you're you're a bad guy then and and we would probably call that a liar right yeah yeah he's a liar there are people who do it they lie so much they've forgotten how to tell the truth I, I know a couple of them yeah. and and we all know that lying is wrong. When someone lies to us and is, isn't truthful, we know that's wrong, right? There's, there's another one here. It's called stealing, all right? Do you personally think that stealing is a good thing? I don't, I, from my conversation, I gather you, you would agree with me that it's not a good thing, right? Well, that's correct. No, no, stealing is not a good thing. Um, but again, I guess there's levels of stealing. Uh, or maybe there isn't. Maybe stealing is stealing. I, I'm going to back up on my own words here. Uh, stealing is stealing. That's all there is to it. So have you ever stolen anything in your entire life? Whether it's maybe candy from the store when you were a child. It could have been maybe stealing time from a boss, right? Um, have you ever done that? Uh, yes, I can remember stealing a cigarette out of my mother's purse when I was very young. And, uh, frankly, I was so sick that I never did it again. Uh, so maybe I got uh, paid back in a big hurry there. Um, 
Yeah, I can't think of examples right now, but I'm sure that I've picked up a candy, or as you said, <laughs> when uh, I shouldn't have. Oh, yeah, I used to steal apples out of the uh, experimental orchard at the Agricultural College, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be honest with you, I've stolen things too, and what, what does that make us when we steal things? Well, it certainly uh, puts us down one step on the ladder, uh, no question about it. It, uh, yeah, lower, it lowers our morale or morals uh, generally. It's just one more thing that uh, maybe makes you grow up to be somebody who steals bigger things. Uh, yeah, maybe if I hadn't stolen apples. Actually, I kind of think it was kind of funny because I ended up getting shot with some saltpeter one night. But anyway, uh, so you see, I got, I got caught with all of my little fibs and stealing. So, uh, no, stealing, stealing. That's all there is to it. Yep, yep. And another one that uh, Jesus says, whoever um, hates his brother without a cause, cause is guilty of murder. And have you ever hated someone or hated someone that you were angry at, but the only thing that would ex- was keeping you from actually doing something about it was maybe a fear of the law coming after you? Have you ever been angry at somebody to the point where you hated them? Yes, uh, I have, um, and I won't go into details on it. It was temporary. Uh, I kind of grew out of it in time. Uh, as far as the hatred going to a point where I would do something about it, um, well, again, maybe you'll get a laugh of this one. I put his picture up on the wall and threw darts at it. Um, that, that was as far as I ever got uh, and kind of worked it off that way. No, I, I've never hated anybody enough to do anything physical to them or uh, go any farther that way. And it, it was temporary. I, got, I grew out of it. Okay, now if we look at, um, if we look at all of these things, right, the, the first one was lying and the second one was stealing and the third one was what Jesus would call as murder, right? Um, the Bible says that only God is good, all right? Um, a lot of people think that God's goodness is going to be what gets us into heaven. I'm not sure what you think about that, but a lot of, a lot of people think that somehow he's going to just forgive and overlook their sin. Now, what, what do you personally think about that? No, I don't think that there's an overall forgiveness. Uh why would we all be good if there was? Uh, I mean, we might as well go out and whoop and hop and holler and steal candies uh, if we're going to be given forgiven for everything we do. No, there, there's going to be an, uh, a wrist slapping, uh, a knuckle wrapping, whatever you want to call it, somewhere along the line. And uh, I, I don't think that uh, anybody should get away with anything, really, when it boils down to it. And I don't think it's going to happen up there if you, know, if you get there. Well, I, I agree with you in the, in the fact that there is going to be justice for um, every single crime that's been committed. Um, you know, you might think of someone like Hitler or a, a communist leader who's, who's killed and murdered many people, right, made life miserable. And, and in our hearts, we, we cry out for justice against uh, situations like that. Now, the Bible says that God is just. He's holy. All right, now, if you went to a courtroom scenario and a, and a judge was um, had a murder trial going on, and he just said to the guy that's guilty of murder, let's say he, all the proof um, 
is pointed to the fact that he's murdered, what that judge needs to do is to bring justice toward that guy. Now, if we just say, I forgive that guy, have a good day, and, and let the guy walk out of the courtroom, what would the people, make? let's say the people that have, uh, was a family member of this person who was murdered, what would they be crying out? They'd be crying out for justice, right? Because that judge would not be good. Now, here, here's the problem. God is, is so good. He's holy. He's just. He's going to bring justice against our sin. All right? And he was the good judge, the holy judge, that could not let sin enter his presence. Right? And we've all sinned against the holy God. The Bible says that uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It also says that the wages of sin is death. All right? So just like I earn a wage at my job, the wage that I earn for my sin, whether it's small, it could be a, a small lie, it could be um, stealing something, whether it's even just a, a candy or, or time from a boss, you name it, right? It's still thieving. Now, when we sin, what we're doing is we're portraying God um, as a thief or a liar or a murderer. But see, God, that's contrary to his nature. He doesn't do those things. He's perfect. He is our standard for goodness, right? We all know that when someone does those things, it's wrong. Why? Because God has given each one of us a conscience. And basically the word conscience means um, with knowledge. Con means with. Science means knowledge. We are with knowledge of the truth. So we've all sinned against the Holy God. That's, that's our greatest problem. And what justice demands is and we had talked about this a bit earlier, is that we would all spend an eternity paying for our sin in hell. Now, that, that might sound harsh, but the bottom line is, is it's, it's the truth. And what's more important is I tell you the truth and just try to make it what I want it to be, right? So Jesus him, himself, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And... Jesus says that all liars and murderers and idolaters will have their part in the lake of fire or hell. That's what he was talking about when he said that. So we've got a great problem on our hands because what we justly deserve for our sin is to spend an eternity in hell paying for our sin. That would be justice. But I've, I've, got, I've got really good news. You know, God sent his only son Jesus to come down and he lived that perfect life. He was totally 100% good. He never lied. He never stole. He never hated or committed murder. But he lived the perfect life. And he went to the cross at the age of 33. Now what happened on the cross was not just the fact that Jesus suffered at the hands of Roman soldiers. What actually happened on the cross was God the Father poured out his wrath on his son Jesus. Jesus became our sin. He took on the sins of those who are going to repent and put their faith and trust in Him. He took on the sins of the whole world. And God the Father poured out His wrath. The justice was satisfied in Jesus Christ on the cross. So that God's goodness would not be compromised. And then, in order for us to be saved, what we need to do is repent. right? Which means to stop and turn. It might sound like an old-fashioned word, but it means, means to stop and turn and put our faith and trust in Jesus. And what God does is He grants us eternal life, and we will spend forever with Him in heaven solely on the basis of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And I'm telling you, that is 
good news. That's the best news that I can ever share. So, Bob, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much. You okay. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. Personal. Uh. Let's get personal. Uh. And make sharing your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the Cross Current. Who do you say that Jesus is? This simple question Jesus asked his friends is the same question we can ask our friends to get a conversation started about him. After your friend shares their opinion, why not open scripture and share what God says about himself? Because sharing God's word is the goal of all personal witness. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. For more personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Hi, this is Ravi Zacharias, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi, this is Corey McKenna, founder of the Cross Current and host here on TCC Radio. And welcome back to the studio for a few closing comments on part two of this series called It's All Good. And speaking of good, last time in part one, I read Romans chapter 3 verses 10 to 26 and shared how this universal declaration of God's goodness is both wonderfully good news, but also terribly bad news, depending on where each individual is personally standing in relation to God. And that's why at the end of each episode of this series, I'll be teaching through three basic Bible truths from Romans 3 in hope that God helps you, our listeners, truly know him yourself and then truly make him known to others. And the first truth from this passage is this, God's pronouncement. God has pronounced that none is righteous, no, not one. Now, by definition, to be righteous is to be right and just and true in character, in conduct, and in judgments. Okay, but according to who? I mean, who dictates what righteous really is? Great question. Well, the passage starts with, as it is written. So obviously, whoever wrote the Bible dictates the standard of righteous. And we know that God wrote the Bible. And please notice that God never cites reference sources for what he says because he himself is the highest authority and the absolute standard for all things right, just, and true for all people in all times and in all places. Now, at this point, the skeptic should say, come on, man, there's no God. And besides, I don't need a big guy in the sky to know what's right and true. I'll just decide myself because truth is just common sense. And you know, it's almost like God knew the skeptic would say that. 
because in this Romans 3 passage, Paul's directly quoting Psalm 14 verses 1 to 3, which starts with this shocking statement, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Now, the word fool here does not mean stupid, not at all. God calls those who deny his existence fools because they're actually immoral and hostile to his will. The Bible says that because of God's creation, everyone knows that God exists. And because of their God-given conscience, everyone also knows that they've sinned against God and are accountable to God. And so ultimately, God does not condemn anyone for what they don't know, but for sin against the God they do know. Not long ago, I was sharing this truth on the street with a skeptic who was accusing God of being unjust. And respectfully, I had to ask him, if you don't start with God, can you please define for me what right and just and true even mean? Because if you can't even define just, then how can you possibly declare anything to be just or unjust? Silence. You see, as a Christian, I can define the terms because God defines them for us. When he walked the earth in the person of Jesus Christ, God spoke clearly about his standard of righteousness. Matthew 5.48, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. To be righteous before God is to be as perfect as God. But wait a sec, no one's perfect. Exactly. And that's why in Romans 3 verse 23, God declares that all have sinned and fall short of his glory because he is the standard of what and who are right and just and true. Sin is actually an archery term that means to miss the mark. God's standard of goodness is actually perfect because God himself is perfect. And every single person who's ever lived has totally missed the mark in living up to God's glorious standard. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so really, sin is not a measurement of how bad you are, but a measurement of how good you're not. And compared to Christ, God's perfection personified, God has pronounced that none is righteous, no, not one, which is the first of three basic but essential truths in this passage that we'll look at in this series. Well, thanks again for listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. You can access this podcast online at tccradio.com, where you'll also find a sermon on this subject, plus a public preaching video in the spirit of Paul's evangelistic exchange in Acts 17 that was caught on camera between yours truly and a couple skeptics on the street. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us visit helphere.ca. 
That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.